This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I am your host, Laura Lummer. I'm thrilled that you're here with me today. Thank you so much for listening, for downloading the show. Okay, I have two things I want to start off by sharing with you today. The first is an update. So back in episode 74 and 75, I talked with Dr. Green, Dr. Stephanie Green, about sleep hygiene. And we talked about sleep apnea and other breathing obstructions that not only affect your sleep, but affect a lot of aspects of your health, like your blood pressure and your blood sugar control, respiratory conditions, allergies, weight loss. If you heard that show, you heard her talk about how much getting proper sleep impacts literally everything in our body or can. It can be one of the factors. Well, Dr. Green suggested that I also get a sleep study because I wake up many times during the night tossing and turning, getting a drink of water. I have frequent sore throats, heartburn, and even with focused, consistent workouts and a really healthy diet and way of eating, I often struggle to maintain my weight. So I told her I would do a study and then, you know, things came up. I got busy. There's this little thing called the pandemic that happened. Everything shut down. And so while we were on quarantine, There is a guy that I work out with and he posted a picture of himself a few weeks into this shelter at home in the pandemic and he looked amazing. So I messaged him and I told him how great he looked and I asked, what are you doing? And he said, you know, since we're all on lockdown, he was still trying to follow his plan as closely as possible, his nutrition and his workout, but he got a CPAP machine and that combined with what he was already doing just the weight started to come off. So that was it. I was sold. I said, okay, I'm going to the lab. So I went to the lab. I got all hooked up with all the wires and I discovered that I have sleep apnea. In fact, I had up to 18 apnea events in an hour, which means that my oxygen level would drop below 90%. So I also have neuropathy in my feet and my lower legs from chemotherapy and The study revealed that my leg movements also wake me up two to three times an hour. And I was blown away by this. I could not believe that all of this was happening to me every night and I didn't know. So my doctor has ordered an APAP machine, which was something I didn't know existed. But apparently an APAP is a type of machine that adjusts the oxygen pressure and gives you more oxygen when you need it. Whereas the CPAP machine that I'm sure you've heard about is a constant and continuous pressure. So it's always putting pressure and and pressing, pushing oxygen into your body, into your lungs. So that was interesting too. So I wanted to share this with you guys because if you listen to those episodes, 74 and 75, and you think you might benefit from a sleep study, I highly recommend that you do it. Now I chose to do it in a lab because uh, Dr. Green had told me that they hook up your legs. And I felt like maybe there was something going on with my legs because I can just tell that I move them during the night. So 
I just wanted to tell you it was easy. I slept comfortably. They make the rooms that you do the study in super comfortable. Everybody there was super nice. And it was just get in, get hooked up, go to bed. It was super easy. So don't let the fear of how uncomfortable it might be stop you if you think that not healthy sleep patterns may be an underlying cause to something that's going on with your health or just may make you feel better overall. And if you haven't heard those two episodes, you should definitely listen to them. Dr. Green is just fascinating and she knows so much about sleep hygiene and works so much with sleep studies and improving people's sleep health that those two episodes were really cool to be able to record with her. Okay, so the second thing that I'm excited to share with you is that I have created a new course, and that course is called the Breast Cancer Recovery Course. It's available on my website now, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash BCRC, where you can get all the details about it. But basically, I wanted to create kind of a do-it-yourself program where women could come and check it out and get an introduction basically to the four pillars of breast cancer recovery that I use and that I recommend and I think do wonders for people. And so I took seven lessons from my Revivify program and I put them together. So it comes with the videos and the PDFs. And the really cool thing is it's kind of an introductory course. So if you do the breast cancer recovery course and then you decide later on that you want to become a part of Revivify, then you can apply the cost of the breast cancer recovery course to Revivify. So I hope you guys like that. So check it out at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash BCRC. Okay, so let's get into the show. Today's show is about the skills and the tools that you need to recover from breast cancer. This topic came up as I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who's going through a really tough spot in her relationship. And that's been going on for a while with her and her husband now. And they've been trying to work on it, but it's really not going great. And as we talked about how they're going around in circles, I suggested that they probably should get some professional help because it's pretty clear that they both want to be happy. They both want to work on the relationship, but they don't have the tools or the skills, the communication skills to get past that spot they're stuck in because they don't know what they don't know, right? When it comes to the way you think and communicate, if you have a certain communication pattern with someone and you have an expectation of how that person will react to what you have to say based on your past experience with them, then you either keep going round and round trying to beat that dead horse, hammer that same conversation into this person, hoping someday they're going to understand what clearly they don't understand that you're trying to get across to them. Or you get frustrated and you just throw your hands up in the air and you give up because you don't feel like you can get through to them, right? It's a really frustrating place to be. So that got me thinking about how I really didn't have the tools to deal with recovering from breast cancer. It was really hard because I'd never been through anything like that before, meaning something that felt like it changed the very core of who I was. And at least that was the story I was telling myself at the time. When it comes to sickness in life before cancer, right, you get sick and then you get better and then you go back to feeling the way you used to feel. And afterwards, you can say, oh my gosh, I had the worst flu I ever had. You can think back on it, talk about it. And yet you don't feel long-term after effects of it, right? So you don't actually still feel pain or suffer physically. So then you get cancer. And of course, the biggest fear is that you're going to die. 
and you go through treatment, whatever that consisted of for you, and you realize, I'm not going to die. But then you also don't get completely better. I mean, your body has changed forever, right? But the only thing you know is that you get sick and then you go back to normal. That's the way it's supposed to work. No one ever taught you how to deal with a situation that doesn't get you back to where you started. So Dr. Shelby Terstrip in a 2017 article in Sanford Health said that people want to resume their old life, their pre-cancer life, and feel like they should get back to everything they were doing before cancer. What makes it more difficult is that people around you, your boss, coworkers, family, friends, may think this too. And these unrealistic expectations can be very stressful on you, which may even steal more of your energy. Because she was talking about recovering from and struggling with the fatigue after breast cancer. But nobody tells us this ahead of time, which is probably a good thing. And we don't usually read articles, you know, on cancer recovery when we're living a cancer-free life. It's not like this is something you talk about or expect or you even think is going to become a part of your life. So then when you're diagnosed, you have bigger things to worry about, like surviving cancer treatment. So how do you know that going back to normal isn't a realistic expectation? Or how do we know how to deal with it when we finally realize that it isn't a realistic expectation? Now, I distinctly remember my oncologist telling me that everything I was going through was only temporary, and within three to six months after chemo, I'd be back to normal. And I cannot tell you in the past eight years since finishing chemo how many times I've wondered who the hell told him that that was the way this worked? Because I have yet to read a study or meet a woman who just went back to feeling like nothing had ever happened after breast cancer treatment. With all the treatments we have, whether you have one or multiple, all of them leave some kind of a long-term impact. But I didn't know, so I believed him, and I wanted to believe him. But with hindsight, I can see that thinking that way caused a tremendous amount of frustration for me because I was in this gap of what is and what I wanted it to be. After a few years of struggling to get back to normal, I finally stopped focusing on that fight to go backwards and I started working on building the skill set I needed to move forward. So in order to help you avoid some of that suffering that I put myself through, I'd like to share three different skills that will help you navigate breast cancer recovery. So one, is take action. And I'll share an insight with you. At the time of this recording, I'm taking a group of women through the third week of my Revivify coaching program. And already they're having aha moments and realizing how they think about what's happening to them, how that changes their experience in life. They're realizing how being present in life and becoming aware of thoughts that don't serve you is game changing. And after my calls with them, which happen every Saturday, I meet with the women who are in my Empower group. And these women have completed Revivify, but they wanted to keep moving forward with transforming their lives. And I see the transformation in them since they first joined me back in Revivify. And it's so impressive. I am so proud of them. But here's the thing. These women, the ones who really experience change, are having that experience because they take action. They're not just thinking about creating change in their life, but they're doing the journaling. They're doing the thought work. They're showing up for coaching. They're making the time for self-care. 
And that's why they're getting results. There's a famous quote by Amelia Earhart, and she said, The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. And I agree with that to some extent. But I'm more of a fan of the old riddle that says, There's five frogs sitting on a log, and four decide to jump off. How many are left? The answer is five frogs are still sitting on that log. Because making a decision to act is not the same as taking action. It's just like thinking about working out is not the same as working out. Planning on prepping your meals is not the same as eating the meals you planned. The decision to act is a step, but taking action is what creates change. It's the difference between reading a book or taking a course and you learn something and you love what you learned, you love what you discovered, but if you don't implement it into your life, you are not going to experience real change. So an important part of recovery is taking action on changing the way you're thinking about the story you're telling yourself about what's happening to you. And if you try something that's not working for you, if you're trying a different eating plan or you're trying to exercise and it's not creating the result you want in your life, then you need to try something else and you need to keep taking action until you get what you're after. So taking action consistently. Number two, this is a very important tool, acceptance. And I wrestled and I fought and I resisted acceptance for a long time. I wanted to go back to normal so bad. And every time I meet a survivor now who tearfully shares with me how frustrated she is by how crappy she feels and how frustrated and depressing it is to be in that position, I get it. I have been there. It sucks. And if this is you, I'm going to give you a tough question to consider. And it may piss you off. That's okay. It used to piss me off too. But what if this is as good as it gets? What if the pain you're in or the fatigue you're dealing with is just the way it's going to be? Now, it probably isn't because time will make it better. Your body has an amazing ability to heal. But you're here today And I want you to consider that this is as good as it gets. So that rather than fighting where you are, rather than wasting all that energy and resisting and withdrawing, you can think differently now. So you can manage where you're at in your life and still find happiness and connection. So consider that. If you want to have power over your health and your life, you have to get to the point where you can accept where you are. This is the point that you get to move forward from. And forward is the key word. I was listening to a coaching call with my own coach the other day, and she was helping someone with her mindset around weight loss. And the woman said, I'm almost at the weight I was in high school. And my coach stopped her immediately and said, why did you just connect your future goal to something in your past? Why would you want a previous version of yourself when you can have the best future version of yourself? And I loved that. The past is behind us and we have to accept where we are now and be forward thinking, always forward moving, forward thinking. So acceptance is the key to getting to that spot. And then the third tool is working on your thoughts, working on changing the way you think. 
When you truly understand that your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions and your actions create the results you're dealing with in your life, you have developed a skill that will change everything. When I first heard this model by my own coach, Brooke Castillo, I had to give it a try. I wanted to check this out because she said, there's nothing this doesn't work on. So I wrote out the thoughts and the feelings and the results over and over. And every time I did, I realized she was right, that this is some universal truth. If you tell yourself with your thoughts that you aren't sexy because you had one or both breasts removed and you feel self-conscious because of that thought, then you're going to act in a certain way. You might dress in baggier clothes or you might withdraw from social or romantic situations and this will have specific results like being alone more frequently or creating distance in your relationships. But if you want closer relationships, if you want a different result and I asked you, how would you have to think differently to make that happen? You would be on the road to change. Because physical suffering can be so front and center after breast cancer treatment, it's really easy to get caught focusing on the problem, focusing on the pain, focusing on the fatigue, focusing on your self-image. So it's important to be able to look at what you're thinking about the situation you're in. I got stuck on those things for a long, long time before a coach pointed out to me that I'd lost sight of finding a solution because I was so focused on the problem and it's tricky and you think oh okay I'm I'm working on this I'm working on this but you're not working on solving it you're just pouring a bunch of energy into what's bothering you I hope that makes sense so I had to come to a point where I had to accept where I was so I could take action and work on my thoughts that were keeping me stuck and frustrated and angry. And I was angry. I've shared that before. I was really angry. But I've since realized that throwing anger at anything, even at cancer or the after effects of cancer, only gives away more of your power. Accepting where you're at and then taking an honest look at how your thoughts are keeping you where you are, it puts you back in charge and it gives you power because now you get to take action to create change. So in summary, three of the most useful tools or skills you can have when you're working to recover from breast cancer are taking action, actually implementing and practicing changing your life, acceptance, starting from where you are today and accepting. This is as good as it gets, but I'm still going to find a way to be happy and engaged in my life. Changing your thoughts. Looking at how you're thinking causes the way you feel and how you feel motivates your actions and those actions create the results you're experiencing in your life. Okay, I hope that helps. These are three really valuable tools and those it may sound simple and you may think, yeah, I do that already, but really consider them deeply. Are you implementing these things in your life? Okay, I hope that helps you. If you want more support, come and join us in the Breast Cancer Recovery Group. Ask questions. Find me on my Facebook page, Laura Lummer, and enroll in the Breast Cancer Recovery Course. Start doing that mindfulness work for yourself, looking at treating yourself with self-compassion, 
looking at how you approach food and nutrition in a way that nourishes your body from what your body needs and is telling you it needs, and just building social champions and living an intentional life. It's some great stuff, and that work will help you so much so you can get past the suffering that we often go through after breast cancer treatment and that I don't want you to have to go through anymore, okay? So start practicing those skills, and I will talk to you again next week. And until then, be good to yourself. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating, you've been waiting. This is your moment